1980, one man founded an organization upon the belief that the most powerful force for good in the world is a social entrepreneur. Today, Ashoka operates in 93 countries on every continent and helps over 3,000 Ashoka Fellows worldwide pursue system-changing solutions to some of the world's most pressing problems. Welcome to In the Business of Change, where we speak with social entrepreneurs impacting their communities and the world. I'm your host, Elisa Birnbaum, publisher and editor-in-chief of Sea Change magazine. On today's episode, we speak with founder of Ashoka, Bill Drayton, who shares the organization's unique mission and traces its history from inception to its current focus on enabling everyone to be a change maker through programs in schools, organizations, and its continuing support of the indomitable Ashoka Fellows. You started this a long time ago. What inspired you to do that? Um, So imagine you're in India. I was there, uh, three friends, we drove from Europe and were there for three and a half, four months. Um, And we were 18, 19. And suddenly the statistics become people you know. And so, what are you going to do? 100 to 1 difference is no longer a number in in average income. Right. And as sophomores, you don't control much, like nothing. And so leverage is really, really important. And so the Ashoka idea is really very simple. It's the answer to that challenge. Uh, What is the biggest possible force in the world? Well, it's always a big pattern change idea, but only if it's in the hands of a really good entrepreneur. It's that combination that drives history, regardless of field or time. And uh, so we decided that um, there were lots of support for business entrepreneurs and none for social entrepreneurs. In fact, there was no word to describe them. I was just going to say that, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I've always been one since elementary school. And not surprisingly, one's friends tend to be a little bit like one. So many people that we knew and were seeing in India. So um, that was a really simple idea. And in the life cycle of the idea and the entrepreneur, there's a moment when a tiny investment makes all the difference. And that's when the person and the idea have finished their apprenticeship. And they have the new idea. They see where the field needs to go. And they believe that it's ripe historically. And that they have, that the entrepreneur has enough skills to really change the society. Um, and then what they have to do is quit their job because by definition, their idea is a significantly different one, and it doesn't fit the way things are now done. Mm-hmm. But by then, you're in your 30s, probably, and you've got a supportive family, and there is no social security system except the family, and you're going to do what? 
quit a job with whom? <laughs> to do what? Going uh, to upset whom? So the aunts and uncles who have a legitimate reason to be upset are upset. Right. And by stepping in at that point, um, very little cost. The cost of the person being able to uh, quit their job and work for it, and that turns out very reliably an average of three years. Mm-hmm. Because you've got to launch, test, refine the idea. Uh, and then once that's done, you, while you're doing it, you've got to build an organization. And then you've got to figure out how to get everyone else to do it. And it takes three years. Yeah. Build financial base. So it's, that's a very manageable cost. Um, 101 average per capita income difference works in our favor for change. And uh, even sophomores can imagine affording that. But that is the most highly, the, the two biggest forces together at exactly the moment when a very small investment makes a huge difference. Out of that came the concept of the fellowship. But as is the case with most entrepreneurs, we intuited, which is different being able to say it out loud, we intuited where the world would be. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is one of the things that distinguishes really good entrepreneurs. It's going to take, especially for social entrepreneurs, decades to cause big social change, structural social change. Yeah. Um, and it's a fool's errand unless you have a pretty good intuition of what the world is going to be like in 20 years. And uh, that's one of the reasons the Ashoka Fellows are an absolutely unique uh, resource. When you see a pattern, so 90, 95% of the Thousand Fellows dealing with kids put kids in charge. That's very unusual. That almost all do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a tough fit with what the Everyone a Change Maker world is, and they have all understood that. And you see the same thing when you look at health. The power goes to the patient, family, friends, neighbors, peers, and not to the doctors and the institutions that now control the system. Um, again, it fits the Everyone a Change Maker mode. So we like the fellows, intuited where the world would be, and even if we couldn't explain it fully at that point, um, we were headed there. So that has been true from the beginning. So we started Ashoka in actually December 1980, first was 1981, um, because we saw in the, by the late 70s that the citizen sector was about to break out. Mm-hmm. And so we were naturally focused on the cutting edge of that, um, designing the construct of social entrepreneurship, the idea, the word, the institutions, the, the examples, tightly disciplined choice of examples, which is how people learn. But once that construct is everywhere, then Millions and millions of people, not 
most of whom will never be entrepreneurs in the sense of changing the structure of society on a continental level, which is our standard, but will be change makers. And that construct is deeply empowering. It's the, uh, okay, you can care and organize, and that's normal. In fact, it's to be respected and it's practical and you can do this and your godmother can explain it to her friends. Hmm. Um, so that was a frame change that we set out and it was the right frame change for that historical moment. Now, we're at the next big historical moment and uh, that is these two curves, rate of change going up exponentially, demand for repetition going down exponentially. We're now at a point that the way we used to do things, give young people a skill, banker or barber, doesn't matter, and then they repeat that forever in structures that are, have lots of walls. Very efficient as long as almost no change is taking place, utterly dysfunctional today. Mm -hmm. And where we are now is that we are in an everything changing world where every person, group, and system is changing and bumping everyone around them faster and faster, broader and broader, and more and more interconnected. And that is the new reality. Um, and in that new reality, fact, not aspiration, not an opinion, fact, you have to have different skills to be able to play in this game, and you have to organize in fluid open team of teams completely the opposite of the old walled structures. Right. Um, now, we didn't see that until about 12 years ago, when we started being saying it out loud, and that was a revelation to us. Um, and the moment you see that, suddenly what's going on around you makes sense. And then you can be much more effective because you know what you're doing mm. and how the pieces fit together. So our central goal now is to make sure that everybody, not just the 1% or the 50%, but everybody, everybody can see and understand and be able to be a player, a contributor, a giver, a change maker in the game of change, which is the only game that is now going on. And um, so that is a very profound framework change. Right. Um, and over the 12 years, we've learned how to do that. Um, we have some unique strengths. So to go through this transition, a reorganization. So um, but the first and most important thing is we've got to help everybody, meaning everybody see what the new game is and see how they can play and what they have to do and here's how you can do it. Mm -hmm. As a young person, as a parent, as an educator, as a leader of anything, 
as a friend to other people, your own skills. Every aspect of your life has to change. But it's a much better world when everyone is a change maker and we actually know how to work together. There is no way, none, that the problems can outrun the solutions. Two, it is structurally a dramatically more equal world. It's not a few people, Henry Ford and a few others who are so smart to tell everyone else what to do to repeat together for the next 20 or 30 years. Everyone has to be a powerful giver, change maker, and we all need to help one another be better at this. It's like a giant basketball game. And third, you and I have the satisfaction of being a change maker, expressing love and respect in action. That's what brings happiness and health to humans. Well, a lot of people don't have that now. They don't see the new game. They're being pushed down and out and away. And it's miserable and they hate it. Um, that is one of the worst things you can do to any human being. We're social beings and, we, and we're saying, you can't play. Go away. Which is what we're saying to a lot of people, which is why they're so angry and want to stick their finger in our eye. Um, which is why we have this terrible division going on in America and all across the world. Mm -hmm. That stop. So the final and most important thing about the everyone and change maker world is that everyone gets to be a giver and have that pleasure and happiness and longevity. So you know, our goal is really clear. We have these unique advantages in getting there. And now we're, we're beginning to get pretty good at this four stage process. It's actually, it's very thrilling. Is it part of the fellowship? Is it, is it something that is integrated into it in terms of, um, you know their their awareness and their 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 the way they practice the way they work the way they do their they reach their missions. Well, my fellows like the rest of us have to see this and learn it, and some have, and to to do this requires co-leaders. Hmm. So a number of fellows have already stepped up, and you think about it. This is another incredible advantage we have. This is a big game, changing how society thinks and then how it does things. So we have to change almost everything about growing up, parenting, um, schools, yeah. and youth programs have to be everyone a change maker community. It's the exact opposite of the industrial model that is still dominant. Uh, that's a big change, and it requires this very sophisticated big game process. So the Ashoka Fellows, by they have defined themselves. I can, and it is normal, and I want to, and I will change the world in a big way. That's mm -hmm. their self-definition intuitively since they were very young. They sort of knew that about themselves. Second, they have a lot of practice doing it. And this is a way, whatever their ideas are, 
you take the thousand fellows that are primarily dealing with kids, many more deal with kids. Well, this strengthens their work. They now see how their solution fits into the larger whole. And what do entrepreneurs like to do? They like to cause change. They don't like to go to meetings and write things. And this is an opportunity for us to work together with the most powerful forces for good. We have to go and help build them. What are the challenges that the biggest challenges that those in your in, in, in the um, Ashoka Fellowship face today that might have been different from yesterday? There are, there are issues that come up that are much sharper now than earlier. So fellows have been working on corruption for decades. But in the last couple of years, we've passed a watershed in most of the world, and the work of the prior decades has now been connected with the everyone a change maker underlying historical force, and people, hundreds of millions of people are standing up and using the tools the fellows developed earlier and basically saying, stop it. Mm. I mean, what's happening in Brazil is unbelievably radical. Uh, two presidents impeached so far, a third dangling. Uh, Lula headed to jail. He, did, he got out of office before he could be impeached. Uh, the head of the Senate, the head of the House, 81 others, the head of the largest construction. Mean, this is very radical. It's undoing the whole core system. And this is the everyone a change maker, people who put up this for centuries, not putting up with it anymore. Um, so the, the, the movement into the everyone a change maker world is accelerating and fellows who are at the cutting edge of change, this really affects us deeply. It's wonderful, but it means we've all got to run fast. Mm -hmm. We all have to learn how to organize, how to lead very differently. Yeah. Those are big changes, and they're hard changes. Those are huge changes. Um, and in terms of, of, of your your work, and you look back on, on all that's happened with Ashoka, all that's, you know, it's able to achieve and, and the fellows, the, the work that, it, that you're able to enable um, on the ground, all, all around the world. Um, what would you say is, it's a pretty tough question, I'm sure, but what would you say is your proudest uh, achievement and what are you most proud of? We're just uh, uniquely placed to be able to make a really big contribution to the most important change in the structure of human society in millennia. Moving to a world where everyone is powerful, a giver, a change maker, and we're all helping one another be stronger at that. And we've developed these completely opposite ways of leading and organizing. Mm -hmm. This is a dramatically better world. And we're right at the tipping point. And, you know, Ashoka has been able to spot and understand those historical moments. And we have this astonishing community of people of very, very deep commitments and values 
who also are really good entrepreneurs. And that's staff, it's fellows, it's our entrepreneur partners, and then it's the full partners in schools or uh, publishers or whatever. This is a amazing community of just the best people with the most profound opportunity. And I think we're rising to the occasion. Thank you for listening to In the Business of Change. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear other conversations with inspired social entrepreneurs and change makers working on challenges in their communities and across the globe. I'm your host, Elisa Gerwald.